Hi, I'm Kelly from thespunkycoconut.com, and today I'm here with a friend of mine, and her name is Amy. Amy is the author of the blog Simply Sugar and Gluten Free, as well as the cookbook that I love, Simply Sugar and Gluten Free, 180 Easy and Delicious Recipes You Can Make in 20 Minutes or Less. And she has been a guest on Martha Stewart Living Radio, Good Morning Texas, and a bunch of other shows. She writes for Easy Eats Magazine. And she has been featured in Living Without, Clean Eating Magazine, and more. Amy and I have so much in common. And welcome, Amy. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. What's up? So I'm so, I was going to say, I'm so glad that we have a chance to talk and share. And I, I just have to add that I love your book, too. So oh, thanks. you have so much in common. So yours are one of my favorite. Thank you. Yeah, well, we both have the refined sugar-free and the gluten-free thing going. Yeah, absolutely. Not a whole lot of um, other people who do what we do, you know, the way we do that. No, uh-uh, there's not. And um, we both have like a healthier focus. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, you know, one of the things I just, why we're talking about your book and, and my book is this one of my things to learn for this year in 2012 is how to work with coconut flour. I love it. I love work. Mm. I love the way you work with it. Um, because your product turns out um, so that it's not dense and heavy. You know how some coconut flowers, you bite into it and you're like, oh, you know, it's just heavy and it's dense and yeah. it's wet. Uh-huh. But yours comes out with like a traditional crumb and it's delicious. And so I, I think that you do coconut flour like better than anyone else. Oh, thanks. Well, you do. And so I'm, and my husband who can't stand coconut Eats, eats your food like and loves it so um oh, that's great. I'm really excited to like get in and play with it a little more and um kind of figure out how I can add that to my blog oh that's great yeah it's it's something that you're gonna love too for the nutritional value because it's so high in fiber and protein mm-hmm. and um low in carb and it's just it's it's very healthy so it'll be yeah. it'll fit right in perfectly with what you do yeah, it's a wonderful product, so. Yeah, and you've also got a holiday event going on right now. Yeah, you know, this is the second year we've done it. It's called a gluten-free holiday, and um, I, I just, there's a need for people to have um, healthy holiday recipes, and you know mm-hmm. that, too, because you do your holiday roundup. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's um, it's a way for people to share recipes and get ideas, and, and I find that it really helps people that are new to gluten-free because we do, um, we do like, different parts of the meal. Like, we do breakfast, we do uh, entrees, we do desserts, so that people can kind of, if they've never baked gluten-free before, or if, even if they have and they want some new ideas, they can come and browse and see what we have. And just, um, we have five other, I have five other bloggers who are working on it with me and they're all talented. Who, who so, are they? Um, Ricky from Diet Dessert and Dogs. Uh-huh. Maggie Savage from, um, she let them eat cake. Dot mm-hmm. com. Hallie Klecker from dailybites.com. Kim Mays from Cook It Allergy Free. And, um, and then Alta from Tasty Eats at Home, she did edible gifts in, in November and, which is always a fun, 
it's always a fun week because we all love to give edible gifts because we cook, so we get to share ideas and get ideas. And um, I love edible gifts. I know you've had some great ones on your site lately. Oh, thanks. I I really have been inspired by Pinterest. Have you been on Pinterest? You know what? I am on Pinterest, but I haven't. I pin things, but I don't spend a lot of time looking through Pinterest. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I haven't had time lately. I want, I think I'm following you, but I just haven't seen you pin anything, so I wasn't sure. Um, but I'm pretty sure I'm following you. Well, I, I saw some gift ideas on there that inspired me, and so I've been... Um, I posted one a few days ago, the granola with the yeah. ta- and the tags that people can print out the recipe tag really easily if they want to give the granola. And then I posted another one this morning of just some cookies and... Um, I, I just love homemade gifts. You know, it's so, it's so from the heart. Yeah, it is. And it's, um, it's what we do every day. It's just so, I think it's so easy. You know what I mean? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And who doesn't love to eat? (laughs) And especially, especially, um, the people that are gluten free or on a special diet, Mm -hmm. you know, really, really appreciate, uh, the, the, the gifts. In fact, my OBGYN, my nurse, um, is gluten-free and she said, Oh my gosh, are you the Amy Green that wrote a book? And, I was, <laughs> and <laughs> that's so cute. She was like, Oh, we Googled you. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> they go, you're kind of famous. I was like, no, not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, a little bit. Yeah. I was like, Oh gosh. But, um, she, yeah. So she said, well, I want to buy one of your books, you know, will you, and, and of course I gave it to her, right? Yeah. Yeah. So excited. Yeah. And, um, I'm, I'm going to make her a big box of holiday cookies. And I just know, cause when, when someone's gluten free and they get something special like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it just means so much. Yeah. And the kids too, if there's a kid that's on a restricted diet, like gluten free and they get something like cookies or whatever, they just think. I'm, I'm so, I'm so normal. Like, this is not a big deal. I'm getting this present, you know, this, these cookies and it just makes them feel, you know, like everybody else that eats wheat or whatever. Right. Exactly. So while we're talking about Pinterest, is your name just so people can follow you too? Or is your name just Kelly Bronza on, on Pinterest? I think it's the spunky coconut because I thought people would follow me, find me more easily by the spunky coconut. Um, because my last name is so difficult, <laughs> you know, so I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's that. And I, and I link to it pretty often on my site and on, um, Facebook. Yeah. So that, so that people can find me, but, but yeah, I've been having fun getting inspired and I've been getting inspired with the holiday decor on there too. I've been obsessed with, uh, oranges. I've been pinning like an orange wreath and orange ornaments and I really want to dry my own oranges have you ever dried oranges oh it's so easy you just you just set them out until they dry oh the the instructions I found I think it it called for putting in them in the oven at a really low temperature okay sort of like dehydrating them yeah you could do that um I could I- actually use my dehydrator now that I think about it yeah, that's what I was thinking as you were saying that. I was saying you could totally do that. But the other, I, I know my, a friend of mine owned like a home decorating store and she just would leave out, especially the clementines, you know, that are out right now. Yeah. They're so beautiful. And when they're dry, they just dry right up and they're gorgeous. So 
You just so you leave don't them have out until they dry. You don't have to take anything out? No, they just dry up. Oh, like the little tiny pumpkins. They do that yeah. too. Yeah, they just oh, dry up. Oh, I didn't know you could do that with a clementine. Yep. You just let, and they they are gorgeous. In fact, we've got some in the free in the fridge because Joe loves clementines and he'll eat a ton of them. And uh-huh. so, of course, like I stuff them in his lunch because I makes me so happy that he's <laughs> eating lots of fruit, right? Right. Yeah. And getting all of that good vitamin C. So. Um, <laughs> I uh, I was thinking the other day, you know, I need to set those out and, and just dry them. Oh, I'm so glad you told me that. So. Yeah. So tell me about Nourished. Oh, our food blogger conference. Your okay. food blogger conference. Yeah, you know, it's it's really exciting. Um, Is Jen- that right after the baby comes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> am, am I insane? Is that what you're asking? No. How how close is that? Like how soon? Yeah, two months. Oh, you'll be fine. You know, my mom's gonna come and um, take care of the baby while I'm there, so I'm very grateful for that. And, oh, by uh, two months, you'll have it down pat. I, I the first month I think is is really hard, but then it gets it gets so easy. By month two, you'll just be easy peasy. Yeah, that's what. Um, so I'm not, I'm not worried. I mean, we're going to get adjoining rooms and yeah, being a first time mom, of course, you know, I worry about every little thing, but well, I'm a three time mom and I still, <laughs> I still worry sometimes, but, uh, yeah, we're gonna, um, the event is in April, right? The day before the gluten and allergen free expo and kind of how it came about was after, after the last expo, Jen and Jen Cafferty, who who runs the Gluten Free Expo, she and I started chatting about like, okay, what are some different things we could do, and and what are some needs? And um, we, I told her, you know, one of the things Joe and I were talking about at at the expo was what we, I, I my next project is going to be a blogger conference, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, that is a great idea. So we started brainstorming about how we could make this work, and it's been, I mean, first if. Jen is just lovely, and she is a, a very smart businesswoman, mm-hmm. and she's really easy to work with. And she and I have had more fun putting this conference together, and mm-hmm. we're really, really excited about being able to provide a forum for people who are gluten-free and who cook gluten-free to come and share ideas and learn together, because we don't get that opportunity. That's a great idea. Yeah, I'm really super excited. And And it's uh, focused on gluten-free. Everyone and everything there will be gluten-free, right? The food will be gluten-free. Now, so all the food will be gluten-free. We also have um, a focus on allergen-friendly. And um, our speakers, and we've got a really interesting diversity of speakers. I saw Uh, Peter Bronski. He's a friend of mine. Yes, Peter's going to be there, and he's going to talk about publishing. Um, oh, cool. You know, he's got a really traditional view on it, but we also have someone, Kim Keller, who's going to talk about non-traditional publishing, which, you know, that's the new thing. And I, Don't I know it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love the traditional form of publishing, but, you know, Kim does eBooks and she does apps, and she does all kinds of interesting stuff like that. So I think that... Um, it, that there's space and there's room in there for all of us. And then, of course, yeah. there's the self-publishing, right? Yeah. Well, we're I, I'm going to give it away. We're getting ready to do ebooks ourselves. Oh, you are? Yeah. We, as, you, as you know, we've self-published two of my books, and my husband also self-published a book. 
and we have our own imprint. And then um, now we're getting ready to do that. So we're totally on the other side of the the non-traditional, as as you say. And it's great. We love it. It's um, it's a really interesting prospect, I think, because you can reach a lot of people. And I mean, I think that Apple computers have just, you know, have changed the way that, mm-hmm. that people think about, you know, getting that kind of information out. So, yeah, we have Peter there. Um, we, we've got a really, we've got, um, a vegan, um, vegan contingent is, is represented in our, um, in our speaker lineup. One is, uh, Susan Voison from Fat Free Vegan, who I'm super excited. She's going to talk about photography. And if you've been on Susan, I know, have you seen her stuff on, um, it's dot fatfreevegan.com. No. She does gorgeous, gorgeous photos. Oh, I uh, can't wait to go. I know. And, um, I love with, finding new photography inspiration. Well, we're, we're going to put a whole, I, oh, Kara's crave, Kara from Kara's cravings on the subject of photography. She's also going to talk about photography and she has a whole different take on it because she shoots all of her photos at night. She does. Huh. Do, yeah, she uses a lot of, she does beautiful propping. So for that blogger who maybe isn't home all day and can't shoot by the window, Kara's going to be able to cover everything for them. So our whole goal with every session is um, to make sure that that our attendees walk away with usable information that they can take right away and implement and make their blogs better. Because the whole purpose of this conference and, and the, the big, big scheme is we want, we want to be able to give everyone, the public, better, more accurate, and, and more interesting, more beautiful, yeah. more intriguing information about gluten-free because we want to improve the overall image, right? Yeah. And so we really want to help bloggers achieve that. And the other, the other piece of it, too, is, you know, um, Blogging is is going through a transition, I think, where people are moving from, okay, I do this as like a a 30-hour-a-week hobby or whatever it is that we do or a a 10-hour-a-week hobby, where people are starting to be able to make money from it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, and you know that with with what you're doing with your books. Yeah. Um, And so we want to help people achieve that, you know, to to make their blog more professional. To do what you love for a living. Yeah, so that when they're... They can work with companies. They can partner with companies. They can run ads on their site, and they've already got the whole package there. And the the company looks at it and goes, "Oh yeah, I would really be proud to have my product. You know, to pay to have my product or pay to have um, an ad on this site, or however right. people choose to do it." Right. But if your site is like you sell a lot of books because your site's gorgeous, but maybe you know you just don't know how to get there. Well, we want to help people get there to where they have a great site, great information, great content, so people trust them. They have a great reputation. And right, right. And I love these um, sessions that you're doing. I'm reading one right now. It's um, like using social media and. Um, Creating and engaging video blog content. Yes. Making the media notice you. Yes. Such good sessions. Yeah. Very. So, I mean, you can tell, like, I could talk all day about it. I won't, but I (laughs) (laughs) But we've got, and we've got some other things planned that we're going to share as, as the, as the, you know, as it gets closer. So I'm really excited about it. So is it going to be at the same location then as the expo? 
Yeah, yeah. So it's oh. going to be really easy if people want to go to – you can just go to the conference or you can just go to the expo. Or if you're going to be there for the expo, you know, you can go to the conference too. So it's really simple. That's great. And and yeah. where is it going to be in, in Chicago? It's it's in a suburb of Chicago called Lombard. But, yeah, just right outside of Chicago. Is it where you and I met at the same place? No, you know what? We have a this year. We're going to be at a Westin, so it's a, a really nice, nice, oh, cool hotel. And um, the great thing about this location is there are tons and tons of restaurants around that Ooh. have gluten free menus. So it's going to be so simple for people to get a good meal. Oh, that's great! Yeah, so I, I'm thrilled. That's so exciting. Yes. Yeah, and I saw so you're. Give, are you still giving away a ticket, or did someone win it? No, we're giving a tic- uh, away a ticket through the end of this week. So, Oh, okay. So people should go to your site to enter to win that. Yeah, it's nourishedfbc.com. Nourishedfbc.com. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And so what else do you have going on? Anything? Um, baby stuff. Oh, right. <laughs> just that. Yeah, just the baby. <laughs> kind of like, you know, you were going through just shortly. Yeah, no. yeah. And how are you feeling? Oh, I feel great. Um, oh, good. I feel really good. I'm, yeah, I'm starting. I'm almost seven months, so I'm starting to get to that place where you know my ankles swell sometimes. Uh huh. You know, but besides that, you know, I feel really good. It's um, I was really sick for the first four months. Um, uh, me too. For three. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, after that, I mean. I, I really, I go to a, a prenatal yoga class every week uh-huh. and I love my yoga instructor. Um, and that really helps with like hip pain cramps. Yep. It helps with all of it. And so, and then I, I do a, a daily practice at home. So, that- so I tried, I tried that when I had leg cramps and the yoga and I mean, I did everything, Amy. Really? I, oh, potassium, magnesium, you know, yoga, I did everything. And I just, the last, I think two or three months, every night I would just be up every hour with leg cramps. Ooh, I had my, I feel for you because I had my first leg cramp the other night. Ugh. Um, and I woke up screaming. Yeah. <laughs> it got to the point where the last, I don't know, six weeks or something of my pregnancy, I would just get up at 5.30 in the morning. Like, I've had it. I'm not, I'm done. I would just get up and start my day. I would go for an hour or two hour walk every morning because it was summer, you know, when I was pregnant. So it was really hot. People don't realize it gets super duper hot here in the front range in Colorado, but it does. It's like in the upper 90s. And um, so it was actually, it worked out perfectly that that was the only time of day I really could go for my walk. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I would just have to get up because I just couldn't, I couldn't sleep at the end. So did you do anything to get rid of the, um, morning sickness, like apple cider vinegar in your first trimester? No. Um, I just kind of rolled with it. The, okay. The apple cider vinegar, the, it, the raw apple cider vinegar just freaks me out. And I know like, <laughs> the, bra- like- the brag. Well, because, and here's why, like, I know intellectually, like, there's so much acid in there that there's probably, like, nothing in there that can um, live that will hurt, but it's unpasteurized. Oh. And I just couldn't do, I couldn't, because of what I know from my culinary background, I just couldn't do anything unpasteurized. I just could not, um, 
Couldn't do it. Uh-uh. Did you do anything else for the 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 indigestion or the I don't know exactly what you were having. I was having like reflux and indigestion and nausea. I was yeah, that's what I had a lot of nausea. Um, yeah. I tried mint tea. Uh-huh. And that really helped um I can't remember what else I did now that I think about it. I know there were more. I think I put it on my site at some point, some of the stuff that I did. Now it's all a blur. That, you know, that's what happens. That's why you want to have more babies. Because <laughs> after a while, you can't remember. <laughs> but, you know, the truth is, um, I really did not um, ever find anything that would alleviate it completely. I mean, it was some days I was just so sick. I remember looking at my husband and saying, you know, thank goodness I work from home because I could have never, I would have had to, like, take Quit. a leave of absence. Yeah. Right. No, I hear you. Definitely. It was just so bad, but, um. And then what did you crave when you got, af- after that, like, when, when you got over the nausea and things were good, have you, are you craving anything now? Okay, so it's really strange. Um, <laughs> for a while it was red meat, which I never really cared. I, I wanted- Me too! Oh. Did you, I mean, I found myself going to, like, places like Muya, which, look, <laughs> Muya makes a great burger, but it's just not something I include in my regular diet, right? I don't know what that is. Is that a... It's, fast- like, a, it's like a fast food burger chain. And Okay. Okay, they cook it while you're standing there, if that makes it any better. But I look at Joe and say, I've got to go. Well, it's it sounds like what we have in Boulder, Lark Burger. Okay. And I, I was the same way. I, I, I couldn't go to Boulder and not go to Lark Burger. Yeah, it was like, th- that was one of the only things I could get in me was like, moo And then, um... <laughs> and, I, I, and I'm like you. I'm like, I never eat, well, I don't know how often you eat red meat, but I will go months... Sometimes I'll go a year without eating red meat. I just don't really crave it ever. I, I don't feel the need for it. Right. And there was like this one month, I think between four, the fourth month and the fifth month, I just could not get enough. Really? Yeah. That's like, yeah, I remember. And now, like now, I, I went through a phase where like I had to cook um, filet mignon. Mm-hmm. It was like I just had to have it for dinner. Um <laughs> I don't know why. And then one day it just went away. Yeah, like it's not, but you know what's the strangest, I think, craving I have is milk. Um, Like I never drank milk. I was never a milk drinker, but like I have to have a glass of warm milk at night with a pinch of cardamom in it, um, (laughs) which is supposed to have, which really does help with acid reflux, the cardamom. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. But yeah, or if I wake up in the middle of the night, I have to have warm milk and then black grapes. Now, why black grapes? I don't know. Huh. I've eaten like fifteen pounds of black grapes in the last <laughs> in the last month. I'm not kidding because I buy them in five pound boxes. Oh my goodness! I don't know what it is, but I don't have anything like I don't understand the pickles and ice cream cravings. Because, oh no! Mm-mm. You know, it was never anything that bizarre, but it's just foods. I mean, did you find that you just had foods you didn't normally eat? Yeah, well, the red meat, that was the we- the weirdest thing for me. Mm-hmm. And um, and then after that, 
it was just anything fresh. Like I, I was loving fruit. I couldn't get enough fruit and salad and greens and oh my gosh, the last I think two weeks every day I had to make Allie from nourishingmeals.com. I had to make her, um, is it creamed kale? I think, I think that's what it is. Creamed kale. And she does this cashew sauce and I just couldn't get enough of that kale and, and cashew sauce. And I was eating that like every day the last two weeks. So, yeah. That's, um, <laughs> I, I understand that. You just get to where, like, I have to have a smoothie. Like, you know, I drank smoothies before, but my first um, three, you know, first three to four months, I couldn't touch it. Um, right. I remember you said that. I know. Like, I eat a pound of spinach a week. I just always have, you know? And yeah. So I looked at Joe like early in my pregnancy, I said, Oh my gosh, get the, get the spinach out of the house. <laughs> yes. Did it smell like dirt? <laughs> it, it just, I just couldn't even look at it or, I mean, it was that bad, you know, to, I would to just, me, it smelled like dirt. Oh really? In the, in the beginning. Yeah. When I was nauseous. It's amazing. Isn't it amazing what our bodies go through? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it really is. And you're having a boy, right? Yes, I'm having a little boy. Oh, it's so exciting. Yeah, his name is going to be Nathaniel Joseph. Aww. Yeah, and um, my husband, jo- Joe's been working on the nursery. Um, he painted it, and um, we ordered the furniture, and um, we've got the bedding. It's just, you know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're doing little... Little animals from Pottery Barn Kids. I'm now addicted to Pottery Barn Kids. And, um, <laughs> oh, I know. I told, you know, Joe's like, oh, help me, you know, because I'm like, well, honey, we really need this, you know, for the nursery. So, and are you getting lots of, um, like coconut milk and coconut oil towards the end of your pregnancy? It's really good. Okay. So let's You talk should. About- okay. So, no, so, you know, you know, Dr. Fife, Bruce Fife. Uh huh. So he did research. You can read. I'll put it. I'll put it up with the podcast. The link. He did this great article that I, I constantly send people to and refer them to about um, the coconut milk and coconut oil for to help with your milk. Oh really? Because it's so full of lauric acid, and you know what lauric acid is, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's lauric acid is only found in human milk and in coconuts, and it it helps absorb you absorb nutrients so when you have lots of lauric acid in your milk the baby can absorb the nutrients better mm-hmm. it improves digestion and it's so antibacterial so antiviral um that it, it helps prevent sickness um even you know disease like everything it, it just helps fight any kind of illness whatsoever it's awesome stuff that's why people take lauric acid when they're sick. Like I keep it in the pantry for when we get colds and flus, we take capsules. Um, it's called monolaurin. Have you ever seen monolaurin? No, I haven't. Okay. Monolaurin is just lauric acid capsules that you can take and it, it, they get it from coconut. Uh, that'd be interesting if they got it from human milk. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But no, they, I'm, I'm sure they get it from coconut. So yeah, it's really good if you can drink coconut milk or get some in somehow and, and, or, or coconut oil, which is even more lauric acid than, than the milk because there's, you know, more of that in it. You know, um, 
I, I started actually making my um, Christmas cookies. I've been playing around with some Christmas cookie recipes that uh-huh. I'll soon. And I used um, coconut oil in them, and I love it. I I just ordered like seven pounds. Um, awesome. So, but I am having. I mean, I used to love, love, love almond milk, you know, or coconut milk, or. But I have a problem. I really do something about it. Just grosses me out right now. Well, the um, oil's even better. So if you can get yeah. oil in any way you can, yeah. I just I could just throw it in my smoothie. Yeah, you can definitely. I yeah. cra- I actually craved it throughout my pregnancy so much so that I was eating it. Really? Yeah. That I was eating coconut oil. And I can't usually do that. It's just too much for me. Right, right. My dog loves it, too. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. When I get the coconut oil on the spoon, she comes running over and she eats it off the spoon. You know, I, I think our bodies are so smart that mm-hmm. they know what they need. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, a recent post I wrote was about... Yeah, I was saying, you know, my body really craves like healthier carbs right now. Um, and I've mm. never really craved, I've never, I've, I eat carbs. I, I don't exclude them from my diet, but yeah. diet's not carb heavy. Yeah. Um, you know, I might eat like at dinner, seriously, with a meal, if I bake a loaf of bread, half a piece of bread, and that's enough for me, you know? Yeah, that's how but, I do it. Yeah, but like now, I mean, it's like, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> Pass like, the brown rice. Yeah, the the baby just, you know, it takes a lot of I calories think, calories and nutrient-dense foods yes. to grow a baby. It does, absolutely. And you have to listen to your instincts. If you need to eat those healthier carbs, then you should. Well, I am definitely going to throw some coconut oil in my smoothie today, so. <laughs> and what yeah. kind of smoothie are you doing lately? What do you like? I've just been doing a green smoothie with um, sometimes kale, spinach, and then, you know, organic frozen fruit. Yeah. And And, do you have a Costco there that has organic fruit, like frozen fruit? Okay, so Costco is really, um, I love Costco, and yeah, they have, but right now, I'll tell you what, the only organic that they have is the peaches. They Mm. used to have blueberries and all kinds of stuff. I don't, I think that the heat was so bad this year that... Mm. The crop just must have, because yeah, you know, blueberries are so so bad. And um, ours come from Washington, the ones that we have at Costco. See, ours come from. Um, I think I want to say they come from Canada. Okay. And now I would think that you know I don't know what the what the pesticide level is in Canada, but when you think about packing all of that fruit into a smoothie and then drinking it and then thinking about, oh gosh, it's full of pesticides. I mean, it just cancels out the health benefits for yeah. me. Yeah. Well, that's why when Costco gets the organic frozen blueberries or cherries, I buy like 10 bags. I'm not kidding. Because like you said, they, then they're gone. Yes. And then they don't, they might not have it again for months. So we got one of those, last year we got one of those um, freezers, the trunk freezers. Yes, I need one, Kelly. (laughs) I love that thing. I love it. I get, whenever they, you know, have stuff organic, I just stock up, I fill up the cart, and then I don't have to get it again for months. Now, what what size did you get of the freezer? I'm not sure exactly. I got it at Costco. they're going to love all this promotion. <laughs> I don't know. It was just the one that they had. It's kind of not very wide, so it doesn't take up a lot of floor space. It's deep. 
Okay. So it's very deep and not, it doesn't take a lot of the floor space up. And so you really have to stack your things neat so you can take things out and get what's on the bottom or, you know, put it in rows. But it wasn't terribly expensive at all. And it's been, it's just been great so that we don't run out of our organic frozen fruit and organic frozen meats. And it's, it's great. Yeah, I need it. We've got um, <clears throat> two refrigerators. I have one inside and one in the garage. Um, and oh, for, that's nice. Well, you'd think for two people you wouldn't need it, but we eat so much fresh food. Yeah. That there's no way we could, um, <clears throat> there's no way, unless I went to the grocery store, you know, three times a week, which I don't have the time to do. Yeah. No, Shirley and I were talking about this when I had Shirley on last week, the podcast, and she was saying when you, that's the thing a lot of people don't realize, when you go to like a more whole foods diet, you need, I mean, your, your, your refrigerator and your freezer are going to fill up. They do. And especially I find baking gluten free, you know, I mean, I've got coconut flour in my freezer and in my refrigerator. You know what I mean? I've yeah. got, I've got flowers in my refrigerator. Me I've too. Got, yeah. And so, you know, it's just, and a lot of times, and I know you're like this too, you, know, you go to the grocery store and when I walk out, my cart's full of kale and chard and all those great fresh vegetables. Yeah. And then, I mean, the shelf product is just, it's, it's not processed. It's, but it's, you know, it, it might be my flowers or baking ingredients or spices or whatever it may be, but it's just so different from most of the other grocery carts. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's just, and you know what? We really enjoy eating that way. Um, and my husband, when I met him, uh, I and I, my love, love, love my husband. But he'll tell you <laughs> that you know when I met him, he ate for dinner. It was either like a sandwich and chips with ranch dip, or he had a frozen pizza with <laughs> ranch dip. I mean, he's a he was a bachelor kind That's of. That's pretty right? typical, yeah. Yeah, so, and he didn't like sweet potatoes, and he didn't like carrots, and he didn't like kale, and he didn't, you know, but once I started, you know, he started eating the food I cooked, I'll tell you what, it just totally changed the way he eats, like, even when he's traveling, he'll tell me, oh, yeah, you know, I, instead of, you know, I had a, I had a salad for dinner, or, you know, I, because he, he started to really feel better. Uh Uh-huh, and then you crave it. Yeah, you do, because your body loves the nutrients. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I know. My husband um, was similar when we met. Well, of, of course, we were in co- we we've been together since college, so we just had our ten year anniversary this year. So we've oh been gosh. we've been married ten years. I know. We were college sweethearts and got married after we graduated. But um, to this day, though, I mean, if I if I left if I if I didn't make him food, he would probably just eat meat and eggs, like. Sausage and eggs, sausage and eggs. That's that's his fallback. Is um, cause he's Polish and they don't have a lot of Polish traditions in their family because they have they they come from Poland, but it's way back. You know, they've been in America for I don't know three gen- right. at least three generations or something. But it must be genetic because he loves sausage, <laughs> and I probably would never eat it if it wasn't for him. He. That's what his body wants is meat. And so, um, yeah, I have to, I have to constantly remind him, you know, make sure you have some salad and make sure you have your vegetables and your fruit. And yeah. But Joe loves bacon. No, oh, Zoe loves bacon. Yeah. It's like, uh, 
one of the, the, the birthday card I, I bought him, it spelled out like husband and it had a different, you know, <clears throat> meaning for each letter of the word. And it was like, for B, it said bacon, because I know you <laughs> love bacon. <laughs> it's like with your husband and the sausage. It's like, oh, you know, there's something about that bacon. It just makes them all happy inside. Oh, I love bacon. I do. I think that's, I'm, I'm like Zoe. I could probably give up meat if it, if it wasn't for bacon. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And I'll, I'll try it in anything. You know, you see all these weird things people put bacon in and I'll try it. I mean, we got the bacon chocolate Uh, and I was so bummed. You couldn't really taste the bacon. And I, and I thought, no, 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 what they need to do is just, like, dip the bacon in the chocolate. It was, it was mostly cho- chocolate with a tiny, tiny bit of bacon. I want it the other way around. I oh, want, yeah. Like, a lot of bacon and a little chocolate. <laughs> yeah. And then- I think it's that sweet and, and um, salty, like, pretzels and chocolate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the sweet and salty thing. It gets me every time. It's, um, it's, yeah, I love the sweet and salty. And I was thinking, too. If if I knew how to make like really good gluten free pretzels, like I I won't mm. buy the ones at the store. It's just I have a. You can make them with my bagels. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I mean oh. it, it would be it it's it, it takes some some getting used to some practicing handling the dough, um, or or even just the bagels themselves. If you made like a, a thinner bagel, uh huh, that wasn't quite so fat. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that would be real. Because I'll tell you, I have craved pretzels. I haven't eaten them. You know, that's the other, <clears throat> I would say it's the blessing of <laughs> of being gluten-free and not being able to eat refined sugar <laughs> and on this diet. Because speaking of Costco, every time I leave Costco, um, I look at Joe and I say, oh, if I could eat pizza. You know, because everybody's uh-huh. sitting around eating those big slices of bready pizza. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But when you got to go home and make it yourself, you figure, you know what, I'll just go with a grilled chicken salad. <laughs> oh, do you not have pizza? That's right. Where Do you not have pizza places where you live that you can get pizza gluten-free? We do, but... Um, not very... Not you know, not your favorite? I, I just often find that sometimes that um, heavier... You know what I mean? Like, and I, Oh, I, Amy, Amy, you got to come visit me. You would flip for the pizza here. The gluten that was that good. Oh my gosh! There's a bakery in my town, which is very dangerous. Luckily, they're only open to the public on one day a week. <laughs> the, and I usually forget because we homeschool, and I always forget like what day of the week it is. Every day is the same. Like every day, my husband and I work at home, and the kids homeschool at home, and they all the, all the days run together. Yeah. And it's a good thing because I forget to go the one day she's open, but usually the other days of the week she's distributing. She all the restaurants in the area carry her her bread, her pizza crust and they they they'll fold it for like a panini mm-hmm. and she sells um buns and and rolls and baguettes. She has these baguettes that are like a french baguette, french loaf of bread. It's unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it sounds so good. And it's a dedicated gluten-free facility. I mean, she's really serious about it. She She's very um, sensitive and severe celiac, and her daughter is. And, um, yeah, the pizza is the best, the crust. I love it. That's um, 
That sounds really good. <laughs> I, uh, I made a pizza crust, um, for a recipe I was working on for, um, peanut butter and company. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was just, uh, that was actually pretty good. I think, um, <clears throat> I'd play around with it a little more. It, it was someone else's. I actually, the recipe was actually for the toppings and, and the sauce and everything, not the crust, but I, I made a crust to go with the pizza. I, I think I'd, you know, tweak it a little bit, but, um, mm-hmm. that, nice bready um i always liked thick crust pizza you know see that's how my pizza crust is the one that i make myself that's in my cookbook Uh uh-huh and i do like that kind of crust but the one that i get when i'm out that the bakery in my town makes is the more like the thin style Mm -hmm. and it gets more crisp on the bottom and it's more i would say more like italian because i i don't know if you've been to italy but the way they have pizza there it's very thin Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, they're both good. The the thicker, bready ones. When I was growing up, that was my favorite, too. The thick, thick yeah. pizza crust. Yeah. Now, in my book, I've got a, um, a Soka pizza crust, which I make with um, chickpea. <sighs> I keep meaning to make that, Amy. Oh, you have to make it because it's so easy. You just, like, throw it in the blender, dump it in the pan, and bake it, right? And it is so good. And everyone I make it for is like, oh, my gosh, this is the best pizza crust. And even my husband, who's, like, a like a very picky pizza eater, he says it's the best pizza crust he's ever had. I bet it would be awesome on my stone. Yeah, see, that's what I, I – well, you have to, like, let it set up in your – in, like, a big – cast iron pan or something uh-huh. and then transfer it to the pizza stone is what oh. I crisps up. Oh yeah. It's fabulous. And Ooh. it's healthier because it's, it's grain free, right? And yeah. it's all those good nutrients from the beans. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. You know, why we're talking about all this healthier stuff too, besides pizza. And- <laughs> <laughs> I- well, don't forget pizza is a vegetable. It, it, oh Yeah. <laughs> I've been wanting to ask you about Ashley because I know you have been working with her. And, I mean, that's one of the huge inspirations behind your work. Oh, yeah. She is She is a huge inspiration. Yeah. How's, how's everything going? She, she's been rocking it lately. She's She's been making some progress that's been really blowing me away lately. The, this past week, it was kind of... We had a, a bad a bad day and then and then a, and then a good day that followed. So so what happened was uh, on the bad day, which came first, she it was getting close to dinner time. And sometimes when she's hungry, if I don't give her a snack, it kind of sets things off, you know. So she was she was getting hungry, and I was nursing Ashley and or Ashley nursing Ginger, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get her a snack, and she just got more and more frustrated. And she picked up, Ash, uh, Ginger has these crocheted rattles that are, you know, like a stuffed crochet piece of crochet. It's real, really light. You couldn't hurt anyone with it. But she threw it at us. Ooh. And, I, I mean, I'm hoping that she knew it, it, that it couldn't actually hurt us, you know? Mm-hmm. But then after she threw it, she got so upset with herself. And actually that in herself was kind of a breakthrough now that I think about it, um, because it showed that she, that she didn't like the behavior. Right. And so she started crying and I, so I I finished nursing Ginger and I gave her to Andy and I picked Ashley up and we sat down and she was just sobbing, Amy. She was like, 
I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And it just was breaking my heart. So I started crying and I said, it's okay. You know, you didn't mean, you didn't mean to, to do that. And it didn't hurt. And she's, she's going, I hurt sister, hurt sister. Aww. Oh, and I said, no, no, you didn't. And it's okay. And, and it's, you know, we forgive you. It's okay. And I said to her, why don't you next time you get frustrated, tell mommy that you need help, you know, tell me to help you and I'll help you. And I always tell her that when she's frustrated, you know, what can I do? You know, just ask me for help. And, and she never has asked for help. Well, then a couple days later, same kind of thing happened. It was getting close to dinner time and she started getting really frustrated and I could see it building up, you know, just building and building inside of her and she was getting ready to pop. And she came over to me and she said, help. Oh, and I was like, I almost cried. I was so proud of her. I was like, okay. So I scooped her up and I sat down with her and I held her and that's really what she needs besides food. When she gets like that is, um, to be held. She, she has all these sensory issues and for her, she needs like pressure. She, she doesn't feel grounded a lot. Right. Right. And I don't know if you know anything about like, um, sensory problems or autism, but there there's the, they call what they call heavy work. Yeah. You know, I've worked, um, I actually have a master's degree in education. Oh, that's right. You told me the last time we talked. Yeah. And I, I worked with, um, special needs kids in a preschool for um, a year before I got my master's. And then I also, also the schools in Texas are, they, they do what they call integration. So I always had needs kids in my classrooms. So I know exactly, and I know exactly what you're talking about and how important it is. And, um, yeah, it's what you do for her is something that, um, I wish all parents would do. Cause I see them try one approach, but that maybe they don't integrate the food or they don't integrate the whole thing. And it's such a holistic situation It is that you can't just work on the behavior and then feed, feed the kid a you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich on white bread because, you know, you have to really address it from all angles. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, back back to what you were, your story. Oh no, I think that's so great. I mean, I just, I love you for that, that, that you have that same connection that I do, um, with special needs kids. So, so there's all these different ways of giving her input when she isn't feeling grounded uh, and that's part of the reason she throws things or she'll, um, hit something like she'll, she'll bang her, her hand, her hand on the counter. She's looking for that input, that sensory, um, pressure. Right. So, so like they have weighted vests and weighted lap pads or, or you can do things like I put up a trapeze bar in her room. I found the stud in the ceiling and I put this hook that's like two inches thick or something. I mean, it's this, it can hold like 250 pounds and I've got this trapeze bar for her to hang on the trapeze bar. And that, that gives her the pressure or, uh, you can put like heavy books and stuff into like a a bin or a cart that they push. Yeah. Sometimes I just give her the vacuum because the vacuum is a little bit heavy. It's not terribly heavy, but she likes to push that around and that gives her that, that pressure and that input. But when she gets really upset like that, the best thing to do is just sit her down on my lap and squeeze her and bounce her on my lap. So, 
um, she asked me for help and I was so proud of her and I was so happy that, you know, that that was such a big leap in progress that she was able to communicate that she needed help. And so that was really cool. And then, um, oh, what else? Oh, her flashcards. Oh my gosh. So we do letter flashcards and, um... I keep, I, you know, they're not in alphabetical order because obviously she can sing the alphabet. Yeah. So I have them all mixed up and I show her the card and say the letter. And, and this week she named like five in a row. No way. And I just, and this is the first time she's ever said the letters when I do this. And I, I was, Andy was in the room and I just, I had to stop and turn around after the fifth card. I turned to him and I'm like, I think she knows all these letters. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that she knew all those letters. So I was thrilled, thrilled. And so I go on Amazon and I'm like, well, if she knows her letters, then I'm switching to sight cards. So I ordered her, I ordered her a pack of sight cards and I can't wait for them to get here so we can start. Cause Zoe, Zoe learned to read by sight and she did some phonics too. Um, but a lot, it was mostly from sight and, and Ashley gets her phonics in other ways. So I'm excited. It was a good week. You know, um, when I, I'll tell you what, I understand that because working with special needs, it was always my favorite population. Um, and we had a little boy named Dexter who, uh, was autistic and he didn't have any verbal skills, mm-hmm. but, um, and then we do the same things with them. We do a lot of the hugging and the pressure and, you know, there's a, such a, once I learned how to communicate with him. Yeah. It was, we had such an incredible relationship, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, and it's just one of those relationships that you can never replicate. Right. With, with any, no one could ever take the place of little Dexter in my heart because it was like, you know, you are with her. You just, you have your own way of, of, of handling things and talking. And it's one of the most beautiful things, I think. It's such a special relationship. Yeah. It absolutely is. Yeah. And. I never realized until I had Ashley how much, um, how, how comfortable and how much I feel a part of their lives. I I've since worked with other children with special needs and I did therapy for a while for a friend of mine in her home. And, um, uh, you know, I just, I just love, I just love those kids and I, I just, I love working with them. I think if I had another me, if there was more time to <laughs> spread me around that I would do what you did and, or, 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 you know, keep working with my friend and her daughter. Like, I just, I love it. I love it. And I, I don't find it, uh, particularly stressful. Like, I mean, sure. There's times when Ashley, you know, when of course everyone gets stressed. I mean, I get stressed with my other children, with my husband, you know, every, everyone gets stressed in their lives, but I just, um, I, I feel like I click very well with special needs children and, and like it, it, it suits me very well. You, you have to have, um, an enormous amount of patience and you have to have the biggest open heart. Um, it's funny because I don't have a lot of patience in other areas of my life, right? (laughs) but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Because it has to be, um, 
and, and there has to be this, I think, a huge willingness. And, I mean, you might say you don't have patience in other areas of your life, but, like, think about what we do every day with food and how many times <laughs> you have to, like, my girlfriend pointed this out to me yesterday. We or Last week we were supposed to have lunch, and I had to reschedule because I said, you know, I've got these recipes due, and I'm still tweaking them. They're, yeah. they're not right yet. Right. And it's, it's due this week, and I just don't have time to go to lunch. And she goes, oh, you've got more patience than anyone. And I never <laughs> – I never thought of it as patience until then. I just thought of it as a weird obsession. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's funny. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but, yeah, so you do. It's just, you just don't see it as that. You see it as something else because there's no way that you you could do what you've done with Ashley and not have such huge patience. And yeah, like maybe I do. And faith and all of those big things, you know? Right, right. So. Yeah. Well, she's she's doing really good. I'm so glad to hear that. Thanks. So speaking speaking of making things millions of times, what have you what have you been making over and over lately? Um for your well, for your site. You know, I've kind of been on a roll and I think honestly I think it has to do with being pregnant because um, things that I wouldn't necessarily try before. I'm like, I'm pregnant. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and so I, for some reason, I don't have, um, I, I don't have as, I usually have pretty stringent rules about how I cook, you know, uh -huh. but being pregnant has really opened up the doors for me and I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I made these incredible, I can't wait to post them. It's, um, they're buckwheat gingerbread cookies. Oh. Okay. They, they roll out beautifully. They cut, they keep their shape when you move them from, uh -huh. the, and you know how important that is. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I decorated them and they're, they're precious. And then I made these, um, chocolate pinwheels with an orange fig filling. Oh, Andy has been on me to do something with figs. He wants these Italian fig cookies that he had when he was little he was, he grew up in upstate New York and there was all the, this huge Italian community mm -hmm. and Italian restaurants and like his, his neighborhood friend was, um, Anthony Altieri or something like that. And they, they called him Ange. He has the nickname of Ange, which is like a very Italian nickname for like Angelo. Uh-huh. Because, and which is not, it's not short for Andrew, you know, yeah. but, but yeah. So he's been on me to make like these Italian fig cookies. Is that what it's? Is that what it's like? What you made? Um, no. What I did was I made a, like a chocolate cookie thing and rolled it out, and then I oh. filled the inside with this orange and um, like a fig compote that I added orange juice and orange zest to. Ooh! And then I spread the whole thing with the compote, and then I rolled it up and refrigerated it, and then I sliced it into <gasps> little pinwheels, and then baked it. Oh! Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about like. Yummy. And you know. Awesome. I think for me, I was thinking about this this morning because I've been rolling around like other Christmas cookies to make. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing for me is, I mean, I love to make Christmas cookies and I, I hate to say it, but when it comes to Christmas dinner, I don't feel fully inspired. I've got to find some mojo there because I'm thinking uh -huh. I really was tempted to freeze half of our Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and pull that's out. a great idea yeah, i said joe 
I'm going to put the ham in the freezer so we can have it for Christmas. I wish I had thought of that. He said, don't you dare. He's, he's like, I want another ham. So I did though make this really great orange. Um, it sounds really strange, but it's like an orange and Dijon glaze that you bake on Ooh. the and I didn't get it just right the first time. So I've got to make the ham again. Um, I, I think the glaze just didn't get hard enough. But um, Oh, you want it like a candy crust almost? Oh, yeah. And it was the best ham I've ever had. So Ooh. we're going to repeat that ham. <laughs> oh, we, we would like that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we like ham. So it's Joe loves ham. Yeah. So what That's... are you guys, what did you guys, what do you uh, cook for Christmas? Ham. It, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of also not terribly inspired by the actual dinner. I'm. I'm all about the dessert. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll do ham and either either mashed potatoes or cauliflower mashed potatoes. We might do the cauliflower because I I gave in and gave Zoe the the white mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving. So I think I might win for Christmas. And she does like the the cauliflower kind. Mm-hmm. Um, but not as much. And you know, the reason she prefers the, the white potatoes to the cauliflower, it's just because she likes mashing them. She uh, likes to mash them. And, and when I do the cauliflower, it's just, you press the button and it's done. Yep. You know, it's in the food processor. So it's not, it, for, she, 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 she's really got the heart of it in her, which, which is the act of making things together and doing things together and giving, and for her, mashing those potatoes, that's what it's all about, you know? So, um, but yeah, and a ham, and I actually didn't do stuffing with my turkey for some reason. I think I didn't have time. So I might, I don't know, would that be weird to do ham and stuffing? That might be kind of weird. <laughs> you, could, you could use some different spices in it. Um, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, some spices that complement the ham. I don't know. Um, play with it. It would be fun. I love... Uh, I love putting crazy stuff in stuffing. Yeah, I I was thinking about possibly... Like, my family does... I don't remember. I think they did something kind of a variation on Thanksgiving for Christmas every year. But now, like my, like my mom and her, you know, everyone in Ohio, my family up there, they do like soups and appetizers and stuff like that for Christmas. They do an easy meal, um, which is, is a neat idea, but I was actually thinking about doing, um, like a, like a, like a French pork roast, you know, or something like that. I don't know. I was trying to, cause I want to start getting a neat christmas tradition for for joe and i yeah and like i said i haven't got my mojo for christmas uh-huh, uh-huh. so i'll figure it out yeah we, our traditions i don't know if you know i'm i'm mostly danish my that's my heritage uh-huh and so we we didn't have a lot of that heritage of those traditions growing up but we've been recreating them since the girls were born something about having children especially it just makes you want those traditions every year, something that you do the same every year that the kids remember. And one of, yeah, one of Zoe's favorites is, um, rice pudding with the, and you hide an all, you hide an almond in it and whoever gets the almond gets a treat. Ooh. 
So Zoe always tells everybody, I think it's so cute that that's already become one of our traditions. And she's, and whenever someone asks her what, what she's having for Christmas, she always says that she's going to have rice pudding and that someone's going to find the almonds. And Oh, how cute. Yeah, it's really cute. And then, you know, of course we do all kinds of cookies. And last year I made a bunch from this Swedish, which, you know, is also in Scandinavia, not Danish, but... In Scandinavia, I have this Swedish cookbook that has hundreds of um, pastries and cookies and cakes and all sorts of things. And I've been whittling away at making them gluten-free and refined sugar-free. So. That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's, being pregnant is really what's motivated me to kind of start with we we joe and i've got a really good thanksgiving tradition which is is pretty i do about the same thing every year and he loves it but um and but i haven't gotten that christmas tradition down yet and that is it's having the the baby that really makes me want to create it you i've yeah. got to this crazy nesting like, yes <laughs> and you it, just, it, it won't go away after the baby is born <laughs> <laughs> just so you know <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's you're gonna be nesting from now on, <laughs> isn't it? It's like I like this past. Okay, I've never decorated for fall ever, ever. But I this year I started like my fall, the beginning of my fall decorating collection. Like I put together a really cool mantle. I love your mantle. Oh, did you see it? Yeah, it's so pretty. <laughs> I want to. I want to live in your house. Oh, my like shabby chic. Like, yes, I love it. I love it. You know, I think my favorite piece in our whole house is upstairs. I I found this. Um, I have this nightstand. It's it's a like a bird robin's egg blue, and then oh. underneath it there it's antique. There's there's some red paint you can see that's chipped off. Uh. It's got glass knobs that were painted at one point, but it's starting to wear off. And I found it at this um, antique store. It's going out of business, and I got it for like thirty bucks. But I just love that yeah. piece. There's something you know you. I yep. saw, though, pictures of your bedroom where you redid a really cool um, dresser. Oh. Did, was it pink? I don't know. What, I'm trying to think what color it was, but I, I did. I, it was a desk, Kelly. It was a desk. Oh, you mean now is it pink? Yeah. No, I painted it an off-white. Okay, okay. Yeah, but you know it's really funny that you that you like it. It, it, was, it was in somebody's yard. Like, they were just put, – they put it out for free. Uh-huh. Like to get rid of it, and it it just it just needed to be sanded and painted, and I and I got like you said glass knobs at the uh, the craft store here, and that's that's nice. I, it's cute that you noticed that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's um I have that same. That's the one thing I wish I had more time for was like, obviously I wouldn't do it right now, but like painting and. And refinishing furniture. My dad always did that growing up, and I have such a love for it. But Me too. Um, yeah, I've got a like a one of those. You know those old fashioned kitchen cabinets, um, like Hoosier cabinets. Oh yeah, yeah. My dad got has. I have one that he and I did when I was growing up. We stripped it down and we painted it white and put. You know, we it has got the traditional black oh. metal handles and. It's another one of my favorites. So yeah. anyway, just, you know, it's just. It makes creating, you feel good. It, and it's creating a home. I think it goes hand in hand with the baking that we love to do. It's that whole, the whole package, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Absolutely. Well, Amy, we're out of time. 
I oh gosh, flew by. I'm bummed because I, 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 I feel like we could just keep going for another hour. But you know, we just have to talk more often, really. Definitely, because I could, I could keep going another hour easily. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on, and we'll do it again. Yes, thank you. All right, bye, hun. Bye.